freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of episode 132 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our theme today and what we've been talking about today is the M word. Got to say that very carefully, M word. We're being told by news moderators and pundits that we can no longer call these crazy masses of people who are out there yelling and screaming and being destructive, we can't call them mob, right? Somehow it's now a naughty word. And it's so unseemly that one media personality could only bring herself to refer to it as the M word. So the commentators, they're not ruffled in any way by this behavior of the people. They just can't, you know, say this word. And they're going to shame anybody who does say the word. It's a very strange time that, that we're living in. And people who swarm together to intimidate others for political gain, these are the same people that want you and I to be disarmed. They, they want you and I to no longer have our, our rights and abilities to own, to keep and bear arms. And they want to do that at the long arm and heavy boot of government. But ultimately, they're kind of making our point for us and so really, I, I should thank those people and the staff of CNN, which is where we heard the word shaming this past week. So I do. I thank you because my goal is to help people understand why their self-sufficiency matters, why it's vital to protect and preserve every syllable of our rights to protect and preserve our very lives. You know, crazy is out there. And sometimes it's fueled by news moderators, sometimes by a paycheck from a rights-restricting organization, sometimes by the raw immaturity that stomps its jackbooted feet and shakes its fist in an arrogant tantrum to get its way. But for those of us who will continue to teach our children and our children's children to value and respect not only their own rights, but value and respect the rights of others, I pray that there will always be something in us that keeps us from being deluded and compelled to shrink back from calling out ridiculous behaviors and that we will never ascribe to the silliness of referring to those people, those mobs, as the M word. All right, so our next guest is Derek LeBlanc. He is the founder and president of Kids Safe Foundation. They have the goal to educate children and families on firearm safety and accident prevention and clearly respecting their rights and their protecting their rights through education. So welcome to the show, Derek. Hi, Cheryl. Thanks for having me. 
absolutely so excited that we finally had a chance to line up your schedule and mine. And I just want to dive right in and talk about where did the, the idea for Kids Safe Foundation come from? Um, what compelled you to, to make this your life's work? Well, I'm an NRA certified firearms instructor. And so, I, you know, it was about four and a half years ago I was, I was working with, you know, parents that were new to firearms. And so that well, a light bulb went off one day where I, I, I figured out that I was potentially exposing kids to an accident inside their home. Mm. And, you know, so at that, at that point, I started looking at programs and when it comes to kids' safety. And I, I did look at the Eddie Eagle program. But being from Oregon, I was concerned about, you know, obviously being the way it would be perceived by, by others. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't want to reach just five kids. I wanted to reach like 500. And, and so I started kind of developing my own. And so about two years of hard development. And uh, the Kids Safe Foundation has been a, a 501c3 nonprofit for about two and a half years now. And so, so far this year, we've reached over 5,500 kids in three states. So Washington, Oregon, Northern California, and taught them the, you know, the four basic safety rules that would save their lives if they ever come across an unsecured firearm. You know, that is so awesome that you're doing that. I mean, that is, did you say 5,500? Yes, 5,500. And, you know, I have a a lofty goal for 10,000 next, next year. And, you know, I'm just so, so blessed to be doing what I do. Well, absolutely. And the the lives that you're touching are being blessed by what you do because, you know, it's 5,500 kids, right? But the Mm -hmm. kids have parents and they have grandparents and they Mm -hmm. have friends at school. And so Mm -hmm. once they've learned that and they have this new vocabulary and this new skill, you know that they're sharing it with others. And so really, I know you've touched 10,000 people, but Next year you'll you'll have the ten thousand and then you'll touch twenty, right? Yeah, that's the goal. And I think one one very um, important statistic is of those fifty five hundred kids that we've we've reached, about forty two percent of those kids do not have any firearms in their home. Mm-hmm. And and so and of of that forty two percent, about twenty five percent have actually joined us for our second class, which is on a local range where we we have rim fires that we shoot uh, Ruger American bolt actions, and so we can kind of reinforce the skills that we've already taught them in the in the first and the second classes, and and get get them the good safe repetitions that they need to be successful if they ever decide to to, to shoot a firearm. And I've actually we have about ten or twelve kids that are involved with our program now that have actually their parents have bought firearms for them because of the way we present the information. We're all about safety, respect, and discipline when it comes to these firearms. And so we're actually converting non-gun owners into gun owners because of the way we're able to show that it's, it's a family affair. You know, we have the, the parents are close by. You know, the, it's, a, it's, a pretty inter, it's a pretty neat bonding experience. Well, absolutely. And those of us in the firearms industry get that and we know that. What is harder is to reach people that are either in the middle space or maybe they've already kind of determined that just guns are bad and people that have guns are bad and and they just want to shut their mind to the whole thing. But what those people in that mindset often don't understand is just because they don't have guns in their home does not mean that their kids are not going to encounter them somewhere on a playground or at a friend's house. And so, you know, I think you're, you've been very wise about realizing there's a stigma with guns, period. 
And then there's this stigma with, unfortunately, there's a stigma with the NRA and the Eddie Eagle program. And so in your area, you felt like, all right, let's try to remove as much of the stigma as we possibly can. And, and that was what you were referring to before, right, about why you're, you didn't just run with the NRA's Eddie Eagle. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I never wanted to be polarizing. You know, right, I, I, I right. view myself as a uniter, not a divider. And so it was really, really important me, for me in the beginning is, is to be able to show that, and show great value even to parents that don't have guns in their home. Because just because you don't have a gun doesn't mean they, they're not going to find it somewhere else. And that's, that's where they're going to be hurt. They're going to be potentially killed. And so we're trying to do whatever we can to, you know, eight to nine kids are, are killed every day. Um, across the country, we have to do something as a, as a society, and that's you know that's what we're actively trying to do right now. That's fantastic. So, you know, you already said that one goal for the future is to you know have ten thousand kids sitting in your classrooms over the course of time. But um, talk to us about like what does that classroom look like? Are you going into schools? Are you like how do you gather kids together? Where does that happen? Uh, so I, we've taught in five local local schools. You know, it's, it's quite the process to, of negotiation when it comes to presenting a free class inside of a school, unfortunately. And, I, you know, I'm active, actively working on some um, a school safety measure that will go on the ballot in 2020 in Oregon, which would require, you know, firearm safety for training for kids um, at a young age. And that's, you know, I already have the curriculum developed, and I, I'm hoping to be able to, reach more kids that way and and also offer a, a, a video platform as well so somebody could log in to a, a website and be able to educate their kids in the privacy of their own home mm-hmm. and and so that's that's kind of the goal there right right now we have a, a, a great uh, partnership with Cabela's and so you know basically I can go anywhere in the country there's Cabela's that would host me and you know they give me a platform and a way for me to reach you know their audience. Um, and so I'm very fortunate to be, you know, partnering up with them. So they, they give me the exposure that I need and to be able to, and, and the help, you mm-hmm. know, to help, you know, reach, reach more kids. And that's the thing that this kind of work requires is networking and partnering and, and helping each other with the resources that we have. And, it, you know, it really takes a special person to be able to make those kind of connections. And so, really, for you to get into Cabela's, I mean, that's huge. How did, how did you manage that? Well, I, I had, I mean, luckily for me, there's a Cabela's not too far from my home here in, in, in Eugene, Oregon. And so I went in there, I, I made contact with the marketing manager, and, you know, I basically, it was about two, I wasn't even a nonprofit yet. I was just, I had an idea, and I took a, a you know, a, a binder with basically pictures of what I've what I've been doing for the previous two years, and I kind of presented it to him, and I said, "This is what I do," and and he gave me an opportunity. Wow. And so since since that original opportunity, so many other doors have, have opened up with Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops, and so I'm very very thankful for that one that one meeting and that one guy that took a a, a chance with me. It, it, you know, it's a hot button issue. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's whether. You know, it can be construed as, as political. I, I try to very, I try not to get political because I, I want to reach everyone. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to reach just kids on the right. I want to reach everyone. My, my goal would be, you know, gun safety in, in every home. You know, mm-hmm. I want it to be palatable for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we're getting there. We're getting there. And, and, and 
that's why, you know, coming on your show is such a, a blessing for me because I get to reach people that I wouldn't normally reach that get mm-hmm. to hear what we're doing and, and can and kind of do research and, and maybe get involved with what, what we're trying to do. Wow. Well, uh, it's our honor to to help our audience meet you and understand the work that you do. I just I, it mm-hmm. can't be uh, spoken enough. How do we keep our children safe um, around firearms? And because and I think also once you have a safety mindset, wherever the starting point is, you know, when I was in school, it was about fire safety, stop, drop and roll kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Right. You get a safety mindset about something it helps you think in those ways about other things. And so if there some kid's starting point is your safe foundation, fantastic. I mean, you, we can't ask for more than that. That's our future. That's our legacy. So, Derek, we're about – go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, we're all about – and it's about empowering our kids. You know, we want strong kids. And I, You know, we talk about anti-bullying in our program as well. Um, we talk about, you know, video games, video game violence, the difference there. And we also talk about Nerf guns, airsoft guns, because at a young age, we want our kids developing good habits and shooting targets as opposed to one another. You know? So that's what we're that. trying to do. All right. We've got to run. Tell folks real quick, how can they find out more about your organization and, and take part in it? Okay. You can find us on our website. Um, it's kidsafefoundation.org. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Kids Safe Foundation. And you can, you can find all relevant information there. We share topics pretty frequently on, on the stuff that we're doing in the community. Fantastic. Thank you again so much, Derek LeBlanc, founder and president of Ken's Kid Safe Foundation. Bye-bye, Derek. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. God bless. All right. Well, stick around. We still have Karen Hunter coming right up. She is a freelance writer, senior editor, firearms instructor, and senior range officer at... Force Options Tactical Training and Security. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Thanks for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, this show is also a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Find out more and check out all of the great content at sdrn.com. U.S. 
Well, we're glad you're here with us today. And if you've missed any portion of this show, please check out our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the On Demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content. All 131 other episodes that we have posted there. And when you want to put a face with a voice, click the Guest tab. You will find photos and bios and links to all of the guests that we've ever had here on Gun Freedom Radio. It's a wonderful resource, and we do not hate it when you spend some time there. All right, our next guest is Karen Hunter. She is a freelance writer, senior editor, firearms instructor, senior range safety officer... Take a deep breath. That's a lot of things at Force Options Tactical Training and Security. Welcome to the show, Miss Karen. Hello, Cheryl. How are you? I'm so good, and I'm so excited to have you on and talk to us about all the work that you do. I know that you have a passion for concealed carry. Like I help, do. Right? Like helping people not only keep arms... But bare arms, how do we do that safely in our lives? You know, we all have different jobs. We have to dress differently for those jobs. Different seasons come and go. There's a lot to think about. So talk to us about where the, what this passion is and, and how, how you help people uh, to, to be safe in those ways. Well, the passion for me is complete and total, it's empowerment, not just for women, mm-hmm. but for everyone. It's, you know, carrying a gun is the absolute equalizing. We have the right to defend ourselves like that. You know, I don't believe we need to live each day paranoid, but prepared. And there is a difference mm-hmm. because evil does exist in this world. And I mean, nine times out of 10, we'll never even have to utilize our gun, but there's always that one chance that we may, um, or for our families, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of times people, there's so many misconceptions out there, um, they don't realize it's not as hard to carry as, as what they may think. Um, a lot of times people tend to drive women towards a smaller gun or a micro gun because there's a misconception that small guns are easier to shoot. Um, or a lot of women will resort to off-body carry or not carrying at all, even some men, um, because maybe it's summer and they have a t-shirt and shorts and they just can't figure out how to make it work. But mm-hmm. there is so much out there. So my thing, my big, um, my passion is to educate people on what gear is out there to utilize, what tips and tricks they can utilize, because it is possible to carry, you know, a, a bigger gun, even in lesser clothes, like during warmer months or, you know, warmer places and conceal it. Like it's, there's just so much out there and it just takes education and people sharing what they know or seeking out that education um, to learn that they can, that is easier than what they think. It's so, so true. They never have to be without their gun. Yeah, it's so true. Like as I was listening to you talk here in Arizona, it gets like 120 degrees in the summer. And, <laughs> you know, so we try to wear as little clothing as possible and still be, uh, you know, socially acceptable. And sometimes it is a real challenge to know 
wh- how and where do I carry? You know, you're going to sweat no matter what you do. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the- you know, and it's true. And that's another really good point because I think sometimes some people are looking for something that's absolutely comfortable. And I, there's a reality of no matter what you do, mm-hmm. it's never going to just mesh mm-hmm. and you're not going to know it's, you know, you're not going to walk around and not feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, like Fred Masterson always says, it should be comforting, not comfortable. <laughs> but there are things we can utilize to make it a little more comfortable. It doesn't have to be painful. But um, I think that's, you know, when you decide you're going to carry, that's the harsh reality you have to face. Like, it's not going to be perfect, but doing it every day can make it become more a part of you to where you do get used to it. It just Mm -hmm. takes, you know, doing the right things and what works for you. And it's not the same for everybody, Mm -hmm. Um, but there are ways to do it. But yeah, but I can't imagine 120 degrees. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It it gets intense. It really does. And and we have to train indoors um, when it gets Mm -hmm. like that, just like in, you know, maybe in North Dakota or one of those kind of places where it gets frigid, you would have to train indoors during the winter. Um, so, you know, we, we have to just go with the seasons and kind of know what, um, each, the challenges of each, uh, outfit, each season's clothing and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, one of the things that really, uh, stood out to me when we were talking off air is, you know, that so much of this passion of yours comes, it stems from your, your love of our our nation's founding documents. Yes. I have very strong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, good. That's okay. I, well, you know, a lot of people think that our Second Amendment right is just to, you know, keep and bear arms because we need to protect ourselves. But really, there's another part to it that I don't think people realize, and that was given to us so that we would have an ability to maintain balance between ourselves and our government. Mm-hmm. And there's a balance that is long. I mean, we are outgunned by them already. So that mm-hmm. balance not only is not balanced anymore, but it is so unbalanced that our rights to just protect ourselves are being taken away. And, you know, like in places like California or New York, you know, I have friends there that they can't even carry their gun or every little thing they do it's it's, it's so difficult. So it's not even balanced across our nation um, for each individual. And over the years, it's been just one more, one more, one more law that has slowly conditioned the people of our nation over time and has driven a fear of them about guns, that guns are evil mentality, um, that no one really sees what's truly happened here. And a lot of us have been stripped of that right, of our Second Amendment right. Mm. And I think that it's so important that if you are in a state where you can keep and bear arms, that you should. You should educate yourself on it because it's not just about each individual. It's about every individual. And then, like, my ultimate dream, I don't know if this would ever come to pass, but would be that if more and more people understood this and more and more people exercised this and spoke up about it, um, that we could reach into those other states and try to bring in a more even balance there where they could be restored some rights that they don't currently have. Mm. And that is so true. And it's nefarious the way that it's, you know, just this one tiny little 
compromise at a time, you know, and how we're mm-hmm. unreasonable if we aren't, uh, you know, going along with these tiny little common sense compromises. And those of us that understand our history, uh, we understand what's at play and why we have stood our ground and said, nope, not one more inch. Sorry. Exactly. And it's, you know, it's like life in general, like anything someone in a position of power tries to do, um, things should always be questioned. For example, you know, if I go to church on a Sunday, just because the pastor says something doesn't mean, I mean, he's a human being, he's just a person. Anything he says, I'm going to check it back with my Bible just to make sure you know, I'm not just going to mindlessly listen and go along. Or like when you go to the doctor's office, you have the right to question the course of action they want to take and why. And you don't always have to follow it. And it's the same thing with our Second Amendment rights. I think that people in high positions made these laws and they said it's because of this or it's because of that. And, oh, that sounds okay. That sounds good. That's a good reason. But people are just mindlessly going along and not thinking for themselves anymore or checking into things, or thinking beyond, well, if this happens, then what does that, what is the impact it's going to have on this or this or that? Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Oh, so much sense. And, you know, we're in voting season, and it just makes me, you know, again, want to say that, you know, we can't just, I mean, first of all, vote, right? But then we can't just vote. We have to educate ourselves on why we're voting for the people and the um, propositions and and the the issues that we're voting on and you know it is a responsibility it takes time it takes effort but it's worth it because we are the only piece of of ground the only piece of land on the entire planet that has what we have in our rights absolutely yes so we want to preserve that and maintain that so um we're so close to running out of time already but I wanted to be sure that we talk to people, uh, we've got about two minutes left, that there's mm-hmm. training that goes beyond your concealed carry uh, training class because there, we simply don't know what we don't know, and we need to seek those things out. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. There is um, no way in one concealed carry class that you can learn everything you need to know. Those are just the basics, and I think that's also another common misconception people think they've gone through CCW training, so they're good to go. Mm -hmm. But there is training about laws, safety, defensive handgun, not just carrying the handgun, but utilizing it defensively. And also one thing that it doesn't really bring out is, and this is so important, um, being on the offensive versus the defensive. The gun is not the cure-all. So there are things about situational awareness, um, ways to keep yourself out of a situation. The, the ultimate goal when you carry a gun is to never be in a situation where you have to utilize it. Mm-hmm. And um, so there are, I would recommend defensive handgun classes, um, situational awareness, any training you can get to truly understand your gun, why you have it, and how to utilize it. Mm-hmm. And all of that, I mean, the CCW class is just a basic And so it's really our responsibility if we carry to seek out additional training. And it's so worth it. Um, And there's no way to truly understand that until, you you know, you've taken more classes and you're like, oh, I see. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So and that's exactly it. People just don't know what they don't know. They, you know, and a lot of that isn't advertised. So 
For sure. Well, we've got to run for now, but so much more to talk with you about. We'll have to have you back on again in the future. But as we're going out, can you just tell folks how they can follow the work that you're doing and learn more about these ideas that we've been talking about? Absolutely. Um, they can go to www.forceoptionsusa.com. Very good. Or they can find me on Instagram, um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at klhunter42. Very good. Thank you again so much for all that you're doing to help keep us safe and to help preserve our rights into the future. Karen Hunter of Force Options Tactical Training and Security. Bye-bye now. Thank you, Cheryl. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Stick around. We still have Drew Berquist waiting in the wings. He is editor-in-chief for OpsLens.com and the host of CRTV's Experience Matters with Drew Berquist. Stick around. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today. Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we are excited right now to bring back to the show our friend, Drew Burquist. He is the editor-in-chief for OpsLens.com and the host of CRTV's Experience Matters with Drew Burquist. Previously, he served as a counterterrorism officer for the United States Intelligence Community, where he performed more than 30 deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan. And first of all, I want to say thank you for your service and then say welcome to the show, Drew. Thanks, Gerald. Good to be here. 
Absolutely. Well, you probably just uh, either wrapped your show or had to take a break to come do mine. So thank you for that. Absolutely. No, we just wrapped. It was, uh, it was quite an entertaining show today, we'll say. We'll Ooh, can't wait to see that. And you, with Experience Matters, you, you film in the daytime and then it posts in the evening the same day, right? Correct. Yep, yep. We film um, late morning through kind of through lunchtime and then it airs at 8 p.m. each and every night on CRTV. So it allows, it allows some mistakes. You know, we're we're a bunch of counterterrorism officers running a television <laughs> network now, so, so we're still trying to figure this out as we go. I, I love it. You know, and um, your show's about the same age as our show. And, you know, it's that's the fun part is when you're working out the kinks and trying to figure out how to to fit everything in. And um, it, it's a challenge, but I think we both really love it. Absolutely. It's so fun. I, I love that's what I always tell people. My favorite thing about transitioning from, you know, the Intel community into digital media is just that it's just, it, the, the pace is so fast. I, I, you know, I'm. I'm an adrenaline junkie, so I like things changing and having to learn, and I, I really do. I learn something new every day. Uh, sometimes they're terrifying lessons, but I learn something yes. new every day. Yes, I we've had those moments where we're like, okay, we've got dead air, we've got no guest, we've got you yeah. know something yeah. crazy happens. Um, so, exactly. so the last time we had you on, Experience Matters was just kind of ramping up to debut. Now, you've been doing Ops Lens for a while and that sort of thing and, and a version of Experience Matters, but the actual show we see now on CRTV was just beginning to ramp up. But now you're running at full speed. Uh, tell folks what they can find when they tune in. Sure. So, so, you know, we like to keep it, you know, for one, experience is our big, you know, differentiator at OpsLens, you know, as opposed to the, the real news. All the folks who work at OpsLens, at least that contribute and comment on news stories, um, have served in the intel law enforcement or military community. So experience is, our, is the big driver for us. But, but, you know, we keep things very lighthearted. So we like to take a trip across the headlines. We cover, we kind of give people their water cooler content for the day. Like, here's the deal. Here are these top five, you know, eight, ten stories. We're going to cover them, and we're going to kind of let you know what to know about them. Like, hey, don't pay attention to this. People are just making making this into something it's not, or this is a big deal, and we'll, we'll, we'll provide some perspective on that, um, but, you know, with some sarcasm and jokes mixed in there as well. And then we typically have anywhere from two to three guests on in, in more serious segments to get their expert experience on, um, you know, whatever the case might be, the economy, national security, um, politics, et cetera. So it's 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 a it's about an hour long show and and yeah it's it's just it, it gives people a different way to ingest and consume the news that I think is a little bit more lighthearted and I think more practical too. Well, and I love it because it is you know there is that lighthearted angle, but it is so hard to know who to trust when we're hearing people sort of unpack the news, and I think we need to to have some people that. You know, just the facts, ma'am, I love. I love that. I miss that. That is so rare nowadays. I find it a little bit maybe on One American News. But but then there's so many complicated things about, you know, what's going over on over in Afghanistan or some of these places that I can't. Okay, so they gave me the facts. I don't know what to do with those. I don't know yeah. what I think about them. So it's so important to have people like you and your guests on Experience Matters who really, they've been there, they've done it, they've seen it, and they can say, all right, this is what this translates to. Exactly. Yeah, and I think, you know, to me, you know, as polarized as we are as a country right now, you're, you know, we're as divided as we've maybe ever been, and you've literally got 
news networks that are, are more focused on ratings and and their particular partisan beliefs than it is. It's hard to cut through it, and you know they follow the more PC culture and and stick to their party line. Uh, we do, we do none of that. We're not very PC. We'll tell you if, if something or someone is stupid, we're going to let you know. Uh, we're going to tell you why. Uh, we're going to laugh about it, and then we're going to move on to the next story. But I think you know we we try to lend just some perspective to everything. Like, look, this is this is stupid. We should stop talking about this collectively as a nation. Mm-hmm. This is important. We should be talking about it, and no one is because they're too focused on you know Trump or Hillary or or Bernie or whatever the case might be, whatever that shiny object is for the day. So. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's to me. To me, you know, obviously we're biased to have fun with it, but it's, I think it's a breath of, breath of fresh air. Just you know, not not because of what I say, but so many we've got so many awesome people who come on mm-hmm. uh, who just really know what they're talking about. Yeah, it is really a great show. So CRTV, I can't you know sit in front of my television at home and find it you know next to Fox or CNN. Uh, tell folks how they can find it though. Yeah, so CRTV, it's, you know, this in this tricky day of, or age of, of Netflix and you know all these online TV, you know, TV uh, platforms. You know, it's a little different. You've got to you got to break out of your mold. So you can find clips, obviously, on social media. For us, you can go to the Experience Matters social media page. You can go to the Opslens social media page for Facebook, or you can go to the Opslens.com website. But for CRTV, you you got to go to crtv.com and mm-hmm. then you will find all of the shows listed there and there's a lot of great ones by the way obviously Mark Levin is there Michelle Malkin uh, Louder with Crowder um, Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty um, but you go there and and you just find your show and you do have to um, you do have to sign up and subscribe it's a very mod- modest Super and, cheap. and doable fee but Super um, cheap, yeah. you get tons of shows and even since we joined and started distributing our shows there. I think it's, it's darn near doubles in terms of the content that's out there. And I know that we've got several more that we at Offlands are adding uh, to the network. And then I know that they've also got several more that they're adding. So the, the, there's just loads of content there at all times. So um, you can you can go there via Offlands.com or you can go straight to CRTV.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that, that's where you'll find it. That's awesome. So, so EXM... Is, you know, those of us in the know, that's what we call it, right? The experience matters. Exactly. It's, it's hashtag EXM. It's, it's part of your online publication, which is Ops Lens. And so now that you kind of have two babies, do you find that, you know, maybe you have a favorite kid, you know, or one gets more <laughs> of your time and attention? I, I definitely find that um, one of my kids has now um, been given up, up for adoption to other staff members. <laughs> We started with OpsLens.com, as, as you highlighted, and, and really focused on building, you know, good written, you know, news commentary there. And, and to do that, we had to get just a, a, a load of, of awesome contributors, which we've done. I think there's close to or, or over 50 on the site, but there's way more than that that we actually have on our roster. Uh, I think we're closer to 100 now um, of folks who contribute, which, which helps, of course, a lot with EXM. But for me now, you know, since we do the show every day, um, and then we've always got some other productions going on as well on that same day, um, most of the OpsLens.com stuff is handled by different folks within the, the OpsLens ecosystem. But um, I love them both, and, and at the end of the day, OpsLens.com is always going to be the one that, that helped build a lot of the other projects that we're doing. So, um, you know, EXM certainly takes the lion's share of my time, but, but, but I will always love OpsLens.com.
And you guys should definitely go and check it out, by the way, for for my shameless plug. Of course. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, we have the gun shop, AZ Firearms. We've got the Pot of Gold Auction House. We've got the radio show now. And I totally understand what you're saying. It's like, so I've delegated a lot of my daily activities to the gun shop and the, the auction house so I can devote a lot of my time to the radio show. But I can't have the radio show without the others. So... I, I get that. You know, it's hard to, to feel like you don't have a favorite, even though one takes up most of your time. <laughs> exactly. There's just never enough time in the day. So true. Um, so, and, you know, I do also have to say that I am partial as well because I get to help out with your Guns Matter segment each, well, usually each week, but some weeks I'm gone, some weeks, you know, you've got things going on. But it's it's an incredibly awesome experience for me to be able to present to your your audience as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we love, as we always say, we love having you be a part of it. We're anxious to have you on tomorrow for tomorrow night's show. Um, I think it's just important. You know, I think it, there's so many great things going on in the Second Amendment community, and, and often the news that gets brought up is so negative um, with the mainstream media being so typically anti-gun. Mm-hmm. Um, so to again, to lend perspective on that and just talk about it in a level-headed manner is so important. And, and you have been such a huge help in bringing that uh, perspective each and every week um, that we do that segment to the audience. Well, I, I really appreciate that because, you know, I am kind of a, a softer tone. You know, there's a lot of people in, in the, that have their own gun podcast or whatever, and, and they're fiery because they're tired of being told that they're wrong and they're evil and their guns are bad and all that kind of thing. And I, I totally get that. But I think that it's also nice for people to kind of hear, you know, more of that, that perspective of, you know, okay, so yeah, these companies are making these hor- we think horrible decisions like Levi's and that sort of thing. And but who do we blame? Well, I think we blame all of the wrong information that's been spread out there on some of these other shows. So when we have shows like Experience Matters, where you get real information from people that live it every day, I think it, it will help move the needle on those things in the future. Gosh, I hope so. Yeah, me too, me too. So you were recently invited to speak at the Alternative Mass Media Convention called the AmCon, and it was in Chicago, which isn't really known for its gun friendliness, as part of the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Um, We've got about two minutes left. Can you tell us a little bit about what you shared at that event? Yeah, absolutely. So I focused, you know, a lot on digital media because it's been something that that I had to learn a lot of really fast and and still learn on a daily basis. And I think with so many folks, you know, particularly in in the Second Amendment arena who are, you know, typically conservative and typically because of those two boxes that you have checked, um, you know, not given the voice that they should have uh, out there with with social media and getting the right press, so I, I kind of described just the journey that we've been on at OpsLens.com and, and then starting OpsLens TV and partnering with CRTV and how we've kind of tried to set ourselves apart and market ourselves differently and get social growth and get website growth and get um, viewership to continue to go in the right direction, which is always a, a battle, of course. It's, not, it's certainly nothing that we've perfected. But, you know, with, with so many people aspiring to get their voices out there, to get their podcast out there, to get their 
their show or their website, whatever the project might be, mm-hmm. um, to try and encourage them a little bit on, on the things that have worked for us, the things that haven't, um, you know, with, with, with what is such a tough climate. I tell you, I mean, we're, we're in Facebook jail or Twitter jail or some <laughs> kind of jail almost every day of the week. So, right? um, you know, so yeah, it's, it's just a, you know, I think giving people the confidence and understanding that, look, this doesn't happen overnight. It's not easy. We've been very fortunate, um, but it hasn't been easy for us. Still isn't easy. Um, and kind of just, you know, help share some tools that have worked so we can have that exchange going and we can get this this voice out there and we can get the, the facts about the Second Amendment uh, or whatever your cause is out there so people can hear it. Absolutely. Well, we appreciated uh, hearing from you. You were a voice of encouragement uh, for those of us that still are, you know, trying to figure out and, and what direction should we go. And, and you've taken such a bold leap uh, by taking on CRTV and Ops Lens, and you really were a voice of encouragement to a lot of people that day. And I appreciate it. Well, we have got to run. And so just as we're going out, if you could tell folks how they could follow all of the awesome work you do, Drew Burquist of OpsLens and CRTV's Experience Matters. Absolutely. The easiest way is always just go to OpsLens.com. You can find everything. You can find all of our great daily print commentary there, information about our contributors, and you can also find everything about all of our shows, Experience Matters, Happy Hour, and all the ones that are coming. So just go to OpsLens.com. That's O-P-S-L-E-N-S.com. Fantastic. Thank you so much for all you do, Drew, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow on your show. That sounds great, Cheryl. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Bye-bye. All right. Stick around. We still have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's commentary right after this. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is in Old Town Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. For straight shooting, look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. Thanks for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your 
nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, this is the part of the show where we get to share with you the stories of everyday heroes in our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Responsibly armed citizens use guns two and a half million times a year for self-defense. And 200,000 times a year, a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed. Somehow we never hear these stories on the network news, so we are proud to bring them to you here on Gun Freedom Radio. Well, how often do you take an elevator. When you do, how aware are you of the people beside you who share those elevator rides? For most of us, the customary way to ride in the elevator is to avoid eye contact, look at our smartphone, and study intently the digital numbers that indicate what floor we are approaching, and then get out as quickly as possible. So imagine for a moment that you were in the position of one Oregon woman whom recently it was impossible to ignore her elevator mate. Danger entered the small space and began using a syringe to inject drugs into the veins of his arm. Well, she exited as quickly as possible on her floor and danger exited just behind her. Danger went to a nearby apartment door, and this young woman went to her own door. And just as she began opening her door, Danger, who had been pretending he lived there, walked behind her and shoved her through her own doorway and began assaulting her. No one else was home, and the hallway outside was vacant of anyone to come and help. Alone in her apartment, with Danger, who was now in a drug-induced rage and attempting to sexually assault her, his physical size far outweighing hers, his height far exceeding that of her own, his strength more powerful than hers. We all know where this story is going. At least, that is what Danger was thinking until his intended prey took away all of Danger's advantages and stopped his evil plans because she is a responsibly armed citizen. A Portland woman fended off an attacker last month by pulling a concealed handgun from her purse, prompting him to flee. The woman reported the attack happened in her apartment complex on Northeast Shaver Street in late July. The suspect, Marques Sevilla Harges, 43, was arrested earlier this week and remains in jail on suspicion of charges, including burglary, attempted sodomy, and attempted sex abuse, records show. The woman reported that she saw a man who authorities suspect to be Harges in the lobby of her apartment complex, according to a probable cause affidavit filed Tuesday in Multnomah County Circuit Court. The man got in the elevator with her, according to the document, and said he had just shot up crystal meth. He exited on the same floor as the woman and walked to one of the neighbor's doors, the document says. She walked to hers. 
When she opened her door, the man ran over and pushed her inside her apartment, according to the document. She said he wildly looked around and snagged a pill bottle and $60 in cash, according to the affidavit. She said he exposed himself and told her to perform a sexual act, the court record alleges. The woman drew her permitted concealed handgun from her purse and he dropped the bottle and ran away with the cash, according to the affidavit. Meanwhile, a visitor the woman had been expecting buzzed her intercom. She told him what happened and that the man would be leaving her complex. The visitor took photos of him and those images were given to police. An officer who had multiple recent contacts with Harges immediately recognized him as the suspect. TriMet officers found him this week in southwest Portland and arrested him. He's scheduled to appear in court, according to KATU-TV. So he told her to perform a sexual act, Mm -hmm. pulling the gun out? Mm -hmm. That could be sexy. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, He's lucky he didn't overdose on lead. Oh, but um bum There it is. Cheryl. That's the one. Cheryl. Yep. On the elevator, did he take uppers or downers? Ah, okay. All right. That's enough of that. <laughs> well, now it is time for Tens Commentary. Um. Here's something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine <coughs> and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. Infringement. Okay. So I was looking up the word infringement, thinking, well, first of all, I have to come up with a commentary in like 10 minutes. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's been a fast week. I haven't had any time to think about the issues that are going on. Um, so I thought, OK, infringement. So I looked up the word infringement. There are so many buts, ifs, ands or whatever that I think the word infringement is being infringed on itself. Hmm. It really is. You're talking about in our gun laws. Yeah. No, I'm talking about just the word infringement in the dictionary. There's lots of was and or if. And so I'm thinking that word itself is being infringed on because I would think that infringement means don't touch it. Don't Mm -hmm. don't come near it all. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which brings me to another point. We were at an event this last weekend where a man spoke. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say his name, Mm -hmm. you know, because we didn't talk about it to ask if I could repeat it. Mm hmm. But he was talking about, you know, people's rights and things and says, you know, why don't we have a world where as long as it doesn't affect me, mm-hmm. leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Live and let live. If it affects me, then we go to court. But okay. if not, just leave me alone. Okay. If I'm going to shoot a gun in my backyard, as long as it doesn't hurt or safe, isn't a safety issue for you, leave me alone. Right. Which means we wouldn't shoot a gun in our little backyard. No, we would not. But, you know, a guy in a farmland or whatever. Right. But I'm just saying the fact that I carry a gun should have nothing to do with you. Right. Nothing. Okay. And what a perfect world that would be if we do that. I mean, he, he talked about whether gay marriage or all these issues. If it doesn't affect me, I don't care. What you do. Yeah, right. exactly. It, it doesn't matter. Um, I agree with that. And the funny thing was, is he was very libertarian minded, which is exactly what you're describing. But then somehow he veered a little off track for me personally. He infringed. He did infringe, which I thought was very odd. And I meant to talk to him afterwards, but it was a busy event and I didn't get a chance to. And he said, you know, all this, you know, freedom, freedom, freedom stuff. And then he said, well, 
you know, but if you have this certain type of gun, you really should have some training. And and the word should implies that maybe there's a mandatoriness to it. And I'm like, wait a minute, but that's infringing. infringing. Right. And, and, and so at what length do we go with that? I mean, it could be something harmless that says, okay, before you can operate, you have to read this book. Right. But now... Somebody else comes and says, well, you also need to see the video and you also have to be certified by someone who can give an opinion right. on whether or not you're good at it or not. And it goes on and on. And that's, you know, it's almost like let's just go back to the Ten Commandments and let's go back to just if you, if I'm not affecting you, you leave me alone. Why don't we just do that? Because control freaks. Right. <laughs> That's the best I got. All right. We've got to run. But thank you so much to our tech crew, to our guests, to our listeners. You make what we do here important and live on. And we just we love you. We value you. Thank you so much. And until next time, pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. All of them? Oh, Dan. Every single one of them. But you know what? If we vote properly, we won't have to pray for those leaders because they won't be leaders anymore. Vote <laughs> I like properly. It. I like it. All Please of save them. me from just, having to pray for people that aren't leaders. Just vote for all of them. But I agree with what you're saying. Be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Our founding fathers. Here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advance beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since. Evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey gang, this is Masad Ayub from the Pro Arms Podcast. I'm here to remind you that our podcast is a member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. And I'm going to suggest you do what we do and check out the other podcasts at selfdefenseradio.net.